What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ask LFC podcast. Man, it's good to be here with you guys again today. My name is Harrison Gilming, Worship Arts Director here at Lake Forest in Huntersville. I'm sitting down with Mike Moses, lead pastor of Lake Forest Church. Good to see you all. Good to see you today, Harrison. It is good to be seen. We're hanging out here on campus at uh, Lake Forest in Huntersville, looking out on a Beautiful, but probably smoking hot day coming up on Gilead Road. I'm ready for some fall. I don't know about you. I'm ready for September. I'm ready for football. I'm ready for flannel shirts, smoking my pipe while raking leaves. Today's episode, what we're going to get around to is we're beginning to receive requests uh, for us pastors to sign off on people's religious exemption requests from their employer to not receive the vaccine. I'm going to read to you the letter that I and uh, our pastors and elders have signed off on. That is our response uh, to anyone in our church who has requested that of us or will do so. Speaking of, uh, this was just this last Sunday, a couple days ago, was our first time back here uh, in uh, at, at Lake Forest Huntersville of uh, of asking folks to return to church masked. Um, that's something that uh, for the past number of months we felt better about uh, moving away from. And and uh, Mike, is you and I and our team have talked about many times, the last thing in the world we wanted was to have to return to no. that. But we we decided for a number of reasons. You'll probably you shared some on Sunday, and we will probably talk about some more here that we decided to go back to that. But uh, my question is, uh, how did you perceive that going? I think it went well. It was our first Sunday. We didn't ask. We required. Uh, I mean, we said ask, but it was a— Yes. Cause cause when I was a youth pastor, uh, for Young Life, we would have our Young Life retreat, and all the kids would go up in the mountains to Windy Gap, this great camp. And we'd say, guess what at this camp? There are no rules. And all the teenagers would go, ah, And we'd say, but here are our strong suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a stock line yeah. of youth ministers. <laughs> that's so that's how we're operating. Yeah. And um, to be honest, uh, I pre-worked with our uh, greeters team, our safety team, expecting, you know, people have, have, we've now all had a lot of time to, frankly, harden in our opinions about matters relative to the pandemic. And so we weren't sure how folks would handle it. We had an extra officer on site. Uh, We thought through very relational ways to engage with people uh, conversationally, should great exception be taken to our policy, which we are at liberty to make. Number one, we're under a countywide mandate of masking, it's been asked of us. Number two, as a religious institution, however, the state Supreme Court has given us, so it's our own choice, our policy. Number three, as I verified with Huntersville police officers that we know, um, it is the right of any private establishment, be it business, or for-profit, non-profit, to establish our own house rules. Mm-hmm. And that is that is actually a liberty issue that... Uh, uh, advocates of a certain type of personal liberty right now or need to be grappling with. W- am I am I saying that my personal personal liberty overrides this business owner's liberty to describe the conditions under which they can serve you or won't? That's a liberty issue. 
that's interesting that many people are not taking into account today. So mm-hmm. we just wonder how people would encounter that. And so we were prepared to engage pastorally. Uh, not me. I had my I'm freaked out before I preach the Word of God every single week, every single service. So I was not going to be in a state to engage the, a conversation. Um, Harrison, it went great. Hmm. Our people are so generous because what all of us know, and every, all of you listeners know, you have Lake Forest friends who view masking and certainly vaccinating differently than you do for various reasons, that some that, that you respect, some that you don't respect of their rationale. And so we know we have various opinions and we've dealt with that through this year and a half. And gosh, our people were generous, Harrison. There, as I was, the only thing that the greeters reported to me were, uh, were, uh, pronounced eye rolls. (laughs) That's okay. I get, that's great. That's fine. Um, people were very respectful Mm. and I'm grateful for that in children's ministry and here. Another thing that we saw that I noticed completely different from what I expected, there were more people worshiping in person this week. Mm -hmm. There were more people in children's ministry this week than the week before and any other week before it. So, um, number one, people are hungry to worship in person. Number two, I think that means that there were probably some people who have not been comfortable coming. Uh, while it's it's been the Wild West and you can mask or not mask and somebody might sit down next to you, mm-hmm. even though we didn't recommend that, yeah. um, that there's people comfortable coming back in a controlled environment. We did have people worshiping outside under the pergola without mask, and then we'll continue to provide that option. So uh, anything else that you observed, you were you were there. Mm-hmm. No, I just... Um, you know, without, without seeing any of the stuff that you're describing, which is why I was, I was curious about what was happening, um, outside of the room, but, but in the room as we gathered together, um, uh, as I was out on uh, sabbatical for a lot of the summer, that was a lot of the stretch that we were allowing folks to you be in here on mass. So I missed yeah, out missed on a out. lot of it. I, so I was back for a couple weeks, uh, with folks unmasked and and as you and I talked about it's <clears throat> it's always our preference and it's it's nice to be able to see the faces and the expression of the of the of our church as they're sitting in the seats or standing and singing mm-hmm. uh but one thing that was just really cool um this last Sunday is we had a a time at the end of our service where we um led people through some some kind of directed prayer and worship and reflection on uh, what you had just taught. And um, I probably went in with some expectation that uh, as I experienced some in the past, when, when you're trying to sing or, or worship or have a more spiritual moment, when you're masked, sometimes you're, you're more conscious of it or aware of it. And it can, take you out of a moment like that, which can be a, a, yeah. a, a disappointment. But what I observed, um, and I think you did as well, was just a, an overwhelming amount of people that you could tell by their body language and their attentiveness, even without being able to see the expression on their face, without being able to see their mouth, seeing everything else. Um, it was just obvious. It was one of those things where we all sat back and we're like, man, that was... That was a <clears throat> that was a God thing today. There were some r- really serious 
Holy Spirit moments from the sermon leading into the guided prayer into the worship afterward into people coming out to the prayer garden to be prayed over afterward. Uh, that was a spontaneous thing I decided to mm. invite people to do. Um, uh, I hadn't thought about that, Harrison. It, we've I've received more far more emails and notes than normal from leaders and congregation members thanking us for. Uh, their own encounter with the Holy Spirit Sunday, and I, I appreciate you attaching it. That was the Sunday everyone was masked, and so it did not inhibit the Holy Spirit. Wow, that's actually data. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really interesting. I'll offer that to other ministry leaders as well. Let's not have a self-limitation. Um, that's really important. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share that. Thank you for offering that. Um, okay. That also, the... the, the Again, I, I felt spontaneously led to follow all that up with a prayer claiming the power of the Holy Spirit over our church body and then inviting anyone who wanted to be prayed over to the prayer garden. There were some really special, sweet things, some very intense things, some spiritual warfare prayer that was requested and needed, some healing prayer, some healing of memories, um, uh, a lot of anguished prayer for um, wayward children, really but an honor to pray with people we haven't because of covid we haven't been offering prayer after worship service in the well because it's a very small room Mm -hmm. and so as the weather turns we'll we'll be considering how to offer that here as a response to what the holy spirit does so Mm -hmm. friends that that's kind of how it went um which is to say great and to say that um you, you probably see people in our congregation expressing different opinions on social media. You may have gotten into discussions in your ministry team or your community group, but just know, uh, let last Sunday be uh, a symbol of the unity that's in our tribe. Um, I'm sure letting that be wind in my sails. And uh, also, I wanted to recap a little bit because in case you, people miss things or you hear it once, you're, uh, maybe you need to hear it twice. I, I, I felt that it was a Sunday to also start off with a couple of personal items as pastor to church. And I thought I might reiterate that a moment here, Harrison, with some commentary. And then I'll turn to our pastoral response letter to those asking us to sign off on their religious exemption from vaccination for their employer. Awesome. Um, because that's now a thing. Yep. That, that I didn't get trained in seminary to answer that question um (laughs) how how could we have been um so just uh, i opened up the the sermon with a couple of personal points and the first one was really fun it was i had gotten a text at first thing in the morning from the greenberg family and if you all have been following along in one sermon and then in e-notes we've been asking prayer for a son of our church alec greenberg grew up in our church anybody who knows alec He's the same age as my youngest boy, Austin. You know, that boy knew he was made for the military from a young age, and he followed that vision with a laser focus. He's attained it at every level, succeeded at every level. Uh, Top of the rank of ROTC at Hopewell High School, which has one of the highest programs in the country in that. Um, And his first overseas assignment as a helicopter pilot was to Kabul, airport afghanistan in may and so we his family in particular and the rest of us have been quite concerned for him and he's been caught up in uh he's been doing security duty there 
uh, as well as flying, and also got involved involved himself with others whom he knew who had served there before in helping extract one particular Afghani family. I look forward to seeing Alec and hearing mm-hmm. that story, but Alec was a part of something very redemptive for one family, and that'll, that'll be his story to tell when we can hear it. But they woke up Sunday morning to Alec texting the family saying, I'm in the land of camels. I have landed in Kuwait. Um, uh, he left so quickly he didn't even have time to get a bedroll or a pillow. They just said, get on the flight now. Mm-hmm. So what it, we don't know why his name came up. Uh, he was originally supposed to be about the last person there. So um, his order of exit change. So he's safe and sound. His mom and dad are relieved and happy. And it was fun to see the spontaneity of the congregation uh, express gratitude uh, for his service and happiness for his safety uh, with applause. That was really a warm moment. Um, I did say, and I'll, I'll kind of repeat this, and you can stop me for any comment here, Harrison. I, I said, I thought very carefully about this this verb. I want to thank you for loving one another by resuming masking today indoors and for a limited time on Sundays for as few weeks as possible. We hope for this is as short a time mm-hmm. as is required. In order for us to maintain in-person worship for the most people possible and cooperate with the best counsel of our authorities and every medical leader I know, including every medical leader in our congregation, says this is best and it is best to keep down the infection rates here in our micro not even our whole zip code, just here, so that hospital beds remain free for those necessary. Every medical leader says that to me. I got thank yous from local medical leaders for saying this on Sunday. Uh, And I said it's a big, fat bummer, but it's also a way for us to be pro-life and preserve as much life as possible. I acknowledge that we're people of differing convictions regarding masking indoors, And it was important to me to name the fact that many of our Lake Forest people have been bearing with others while we weren't masking Mm -hmm. and going, you know what, my conviction would be masking indoors. I'm bearing with allowing others to come here and worship without masking, without me pitching a fit or saying I hate my church or I hate you, Mike Moses. They bore with it as a non-essential matter of the faith, and I appreciated that. And now now it's a flip. Those who are their convictions do not include masking indoors right now. It's now their time to bear with their brothers and sisters uh, of differing convictions and, more importantly, the unified decision of our pastors and elders. Um, That's just a simple—the New Testament says bear one another's burdens, and this is a different way we're doing it in this season of life. Um, And I I just said you may come and worship on campus in person without a mask outdoors under the pergola. Uh, I didn't say this. It, it really isn't going to be cool. We're not going to consider it to be cool to come in with a mask and then just take it off the whole service. That's, that's, that is violating the promise we've made to the people sitting around that person. Um, and we're not going to extract people, but if we see that consistently, we'll, we'll pursue a conversation afterward. Um, uh, we're going to pursue unity. The motto of our church and our denomination is this, unity in the essentials of the Christian faith, liberty in the non-essentials matters of the faith, which all of this is included under, and we're going to show love in all things. That's our motto. I did say something pointed um, that I labored over, whether or not to say, but I think it's important to 
speak where we are, that I don't understand individuals and churches couching these matters as primarily an issue of personal freedom. Now, I get... Uh, I did not directly address the issues of vaccines because that's a that's a little different matter. I understand people have medical questions, questions about research, their own medical history, their own personal familial history. I'm not judging people based on their motivations on that. Um, but I don't understand individuals and churches couching any of these matters as a matter of personal liberty. I don't find that in any way to be an overarching biblical value. It's a cultural value, mm-hmm. and you can take it into different spheres, but it's not an overarching biblical value. A biv- the, an overarching biblical value is the dignity and value or worth of each individual made in the image of God. But personal freedom from obligations to others is not in any way a large biblical ethic. And I say that as a doctor in the church, <laughs> um, uh, who's aware of historical theology and exegesis of the Bible as well as my own. Um, I love it how Pastor Mitch always loves to teach about free, what does freedom mean in the Scriptures. And then when we're told in Galatians 5.1, quote, it's for freedom Christ has set us free, end of quote. That is freedom from sin and death and the self-life, and it's freedom for servanthood to God first. Like it's not freedom from God's regulations, it's freedom to serve him in the way that honors him. It's a a freedom to live out the ethic of God through Jesus Christ, not freedom to do whatever I want. And it's also freedom to serve and love others as they would be served. Which I think something that we see uh, as you're talking about biblical values, something that we see modeled throughout the New Testament. You see it all over the life of Paul. You can see it in the life of every one of the uh, apostles is that there is a very strong sense, we see this probably a lot more in parts of, of the church around the world other than here in the United States, but there's a strong sense where uh, following Christ means giving up a lot of what I would consider my personal freedom or the bill. He, you know, as we follow him, he's going to take us to uh, places that are probably unexpected and places that are are personal freedom would give us every right to say, I don't know if they got feel comfortable with that. But, but God does a lot of things outside of that, as we see, I think. Uh, yes, and when it comes to masking, and, and again, vaccination mm-hmm. may be a little different issue for some people, but masking in particular, this Sunday we're going to turn to the Beatitudes, the ethics of Jesus, uh, his way of life. And he's just so clear consider others ahead of yourself and, and when he gives the example he gets concrete if a roman soldier asks oh, who's your occupier who you hate <laughs> ask you to carry his military cloak a mile carry it and say can i take that an extra mile for you that's even an enemy and so jesus couldn't have been more clear so i i don't i've read all the stuff on lots of sides i i don't comprehend viewing any of this as a Christian, a Christ-centered Christian, through any other primary lens than this. Um, the, the last note that I made, and that's to me, I don't hate you nor condemn you if you have a different view, but I, 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 I take a very different view. Um, also, on a, I made a personal note of just counseling folks to be careful if you live nearby here. We, our offices are, are shut down this week. Uh, out of safety and to be sure that our team is healthy and ready to go to care pe- for people during the week and then next Sunday because we have three staff 
who were out uh, last <clears throat> week positive with COVID, mm-hmm. as with, in each case, at least one other family member as well. So it's right here. Um, our hospital des- beds are full, and so I just want people to be careful, uh, but to not let this shut down live, being a person who discerns what is Jesus' mission for me to spread his love to the world and the gospel right now, and how am I aware that I'm taking a step? Because the worst thing any of us could do is slip into purposelessness, listlessness, and Jesus gives us all the purpose that we need. Hmm. Yeah. So, should I read the letter now? Read the letter. Read the letter. Read, re- read the letter. Yo. Um, so, <clears throat> we've been receiving requests for, hey, you're my church. I'm considering, or I already have decided to ask for a religious exemption to the vaccination that will is now required by my employer or some other body. Uh, we've now received multiple of these, and so... Um, I'm just going to read you one version. I'm sending a little different version of this tailored to each person who asks me, as are any of our other pastors. Uh, So here's the, the reply that we've come up with and signed off by our elders. Hi, blank person. Um... I had a chance to research this question a little bit and connect with our pastors and elders, and I appreciate you reached out to me on such an important matter. I want you to know that our elders and our pastors have determined that masking and vaccination issues relative to the current pandemic do not, we believe, warrant civil disobedience for Christians. Therefore, our church does not hold a position that would allow me to write or sign a letter in agreement with you or others for a religious exemption from your employer from taking the vaccine. But we also do not condemn anyone whose conscience prevents them from taking the vaccine. Here are a few points we've uncovered as we researched religious waivers from getting vaccinated. Bullet point one. Uh, Exemptions are not to cause undue hardship for employers or endanger co-workers. Bullet point two in our research. The employee must be able to articulate clearly how their faith would be violated by the vaccine. Bullet point number three. It is likely they will be asked why, uh, asked if they have ever had other vaccinations, i.e. flu shot, measles, etc. Bullet point number four. A letter asking for this exemption in no way guarantees it will be honored. It is an employer's right to deny that. And then the final bullet point, none of our research indicated that a letter or a signature from a faith leader held any weight beyond what the employee themselves articulates. That was the most important point where we do not feel any pressure, Harrison, to be the arbiter of is this person genuinely has a Christian religious uh, objection that that we as Lake Forest Church are saying that's valid and someone else's is not valid when the employer in the end is the one taking responsibility for that judgment um, here's the, the last bit to the our response um, if you wish to take the time and effort to articulate a statement of why your faith leads you to refuse the vaccine to and you intend to submit that to your employer 
I am happy to be a sounding board to help you be as clear and concise as possible and to discuss this really important matter with you. Thank you for trusting us as a place you could reach out to. I'm sorry I can't help in the way that you requested, but I hope to be able to serve as good counsel for you if you choose to go forward. Either way, we're so glad to have you as a part of our spiritual family. Grace and peace, Pastor Mike. Hmm. Uh, so that's what we wrote. How does that strike you, Harrison? It strikes me as uh, um, I just really like hearing uh, a a practicing of what you're preaching, Mike, which is which is uh, the the major tone I get of all that is how I know you feel about our Lake Forest family, which is that uh, you care deeply about our church and none of this is a brush off or, or a write off of saying, you know, either a enthusiastic yes without thinking about it or a big slam of saying we would never blah, or that's ridiculous. Um, it's just uh, thoughtful and uh, with a spirit of love and a desire to understand and have a conversation. So that strikes me very well. We definitely care. Jeff and I, in particular, labored over this a bit on our days off Mm -hmm. um, last week, wanting to respond in a timely and loving manner and take people seriously. Um, I'll close with this. Uh, um, Russell Moore is the just past, uh, I forget his title, he was the head of Christian ethics for the Southern Baptist Convention for several decades, considered America's leading Christian ethicist. There are some people who would say not, but that's what he has been. Um, and a little something that he wrote, quoted in a newsletter that I read uh, weekly. Um, this is from Russell Moore yep. on this matter. He said, The majority of Christians seeking religious exemptions are using religion, perhaps not properly, uh, in place of what their real concern is. Their real concern being fear of the shot or the simple desire to do what they want or not have someone impose this on them. Um, In speaking to my religious liberty lawyer friends, the vast majority of those requesting a religious exemption to the COVID vaccine don't come from the tiny religious sects that historically reject conventional medicine. In fact, they don't even object to all vaccines, just this vaccine. A sincere desire to not take a shot does not equate with a sincere expression of orthodox Christian faith. Uh, I'm not questioning the motives of any Lake Forest person who's reached out to us. In fact, they were very humble about it and seeking counsel, which was neat. And then here's the last bit from Russell Moore. Uh, Someone may resent having to wear a mask on a Disney cruise. Someone might think the local public school system is too demanding on mask policies with young children. A nurse might resent having to have a vaccine to work in her hospital because she doesn't trust the injection. These are all legitimate points of debate, but they are not religious liberty matters. Thinking that a mask restricts your breathing the way God intended or that FDA approval of the vaccine didn't meet your standards or whatever your qualm, those are not religious liberty questions. And that's Russell Moore, and I I think in the end that's really essentially... Uh, what I am informed with. Hmm. It's, yeah. No, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And there are miles to go in the religious liberty discussions. Where does my liberty allowed to endanger others or where not? And 
I'm I'm good with not being an expert on all the nuances. Which is why I've always <clears throat> I've always loved as we as we wrap it, Mike. I've just always appreciated as I've been a part of Lake Forest. That's been part of uh, the EPC is that motto that you mentioned, and and really um, trying to prayerfully and in community with each other with some really smart people that love Jesus and figuring out, okay, where's that line of essential and where's that line of non-essential? Mm-hmm. And that really, uh, I think in my mind, defines where you really want to dig in and, and draw your lines in the sand is that's the, that's the starting thing is defining what essential is. So I appreciate that about uh, the EPC and, and the way that our church has been put together. Well, everyone, um, this morning met with our personnel team, and they're concerned for our church staff, and I'm just going to turn it and express it to you that it feels as though the hardships and the uncertainty um, and the cultural climate of now year two of the pandemic is wearing harder on people than the first year, many people. And so I'm sure that's true for most of you as well. I'm trying to name that. Uh, pursue my best spiritual practice rhythms, pursue my best self-care rhythms. I, I want you, I, I pray for you guys to be gracious with yourselves, uh, but but be sure that you talk to someone about any danger signs in any part of your life, emotional, spiritual, moral, behavioral, uh, your words to people you love. Just be sure you, you pick out someone trusted to talk about it. If there's a bit of a danger sign of how all these pressures if you picture squeezing you know a, a blown up balloon and and part of it's going to pop out between your fingers if that if that's popping out somewhere just please talk with someone love you all love being part of lake forest church with you we'll catch you guys next time have a good one